Hi, welcome to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin Hayman. With me are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how you doing? Um, I need to get these beaver nuggets away from me, otherwise I'll just be crinkling the whole episode. Yeah, Mike, you're just shoving beaver nuggets in your mouth. Mm. Beaver nuggets. Beaver nugs. And we've got Mr. David Davis. David, how are you? I'm doing well. How was Dragon Kong? Dragon, Dragon Kong. Dragon Con was fun. I enjoyed myself. Uh, went around dressed as Ford Prefect Joel from uh, Mystery Science, uh, and uh, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we'll cover it a little bit more on Distraction Hole, oh, yeah. but I do want to say that for the show for this show, we uh, we did attempt to attend one panel that oh. was supernatural related. Uh-huh. I was out walking around already, and Kevin was back up in the hotel room. I would, and yeah. so we were going to meet up at the, you know, el- at the lobby. And so Kevin goes to the hotel. I'm not going to goes to the elevators. And right at that moment, all four elevators servicing our range of floors decide to come down and park on the lobby level and just shut off for some reason. No, I know why. There was a huge, uh, I don't know if you heard it. There was a blaring announcement on our level that somebody had activated a life-saving device, which I'm assuming was the mount in-wall mounted defibrillators. Yeah, it was, it was one of those. Uh, and one elevator activated went and uh, came up with a bunch of security and e- uh, EMS people. Mm. And so I was trapped on the floor until well after the uh, the thing we were going to started. So yeah. I never got to go. Did yeah, they not it? have stairs? Well, we were, uh, we were on, on 25. Yeah, we were on the oh. 25th floor, so... It would have been yeah. like a Ghostbusters situation. Oh, yeah. Even walking downstairs, that many flights of stairs would be, you know, crappy. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it was not a good idea to do. So, uh, and it was some kind of... Um, oh, it was the one about Tulpa. Mm-hmm. Making mm. Tulpas. I really Wonderful. wanted to go to that one. But uh, anyway, this week, it's a weekend weird. Before we get started, I just want to mention we did get a review this week from the same person that we got one from last time. Uh, it is a negative negative review. Uh, we're not going to be reading that one. So. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had an experience where I've had like a, a troll kind of follow me around to different things. Yeah. yeah. And it, it we, sucks. It sucks. And Kevin yeah. did too back in the day. Oh, I've had plenty. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, we're going to move on. We're not going to dwell on that because Woo. it's a weekend weird and we have got news of the week and it's weird. So I'm going to go first, guys. Uh, this one is from the most reputable of uh, news sources, the Daily Star in the UK, mm-hmm. which is kind of like um, it's bullshit. You know, it's it's a tabloid. Yeah. Yes. So this article. Flat Earther claims aliens live on hidden continents beyond an Arctic ice wall. Of course they do. <laughs> One of the leading members of the Flat Earth community claims that a shadowy conspiracy is hiding entire continents from us, and these secret countries are the true source of UFOs. Hmm. All right. So, a leading businessman who set out to disprove... This is the, my favorite part of this, by the way. A leading businessman who set out to disprove the idea that the Earth is flat actually became convinced by the conspiracy theory <laughs> and now claims that there is more land beyond the, quote, ice wall of the Antarctic 
that's populated by extraterrestrials. Well, well, well look, they said proof. rich and not smart, so... Yes, you know, it's kind of like Elon Musk. Mike, you were saying? I'm going to say I need some proof of that. Like, oh. Like, so, you're sitting there in your, you know, living room or whatever, you know, coming up oh. with these... Oh, oh, know, he's got proof. But, like, how? You can't, there's... It, 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 oh, no, no, he's got proof. Let me, I'll read on. Okay. Americans conspiracy... Of course, he's American conspiracy theorist David Weiss started out believing, as around 90% of others in his country do, that the Earth is a globe. Only mm-hmm. 90%. Mm. I'm but pretty sure that number is higher. But. I hope it's in, it, that's... that's mm. but, other, but over the course of his exploration into the community, he instead became an outspoken advocate of the Flat Earth Theory. I, I, he, he explained, quote... I was doing really well, and I'm looking into this flat Earth thing, and I said, oh, it's so stupid. Of course we know the Earth is not flat. I mean, how could it be flat? This is crazy. What about all the other planets? But then I uh, tried to disprove flat Earth. I'm going to prove all you flat Earthers to be dum-dums, and I'm just going to be done with it, and that's how you become a flat Earther. Um, End quote. So so I've seen some people... (laughs) disprove flat earthers and they did it they like they they saw you know such things as things over the horizon being you know going down oh like, yeah no 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 i understand like like I, there's a there's a pretty famous picture you know from my hometown of the lake Pontchartrain. they have a series of uh you know power line the big you know metal power and they go over the power yeah. and they go across this like 20 miles of lake and with a telephoto lens, if you take a picture of it, you can see the, these pylons getting shorter and shorter and, you know, you see less of them as they go down over the curvature of the earth. Yeah. Now, one of the biggest turning points for David came when he found a map allegedly made in Tibet (laughs) tens of thousands of years ago that shows the familiar continents we know today surrounded by a ring of ice. Beyond... I, I thought you were going to say it was a map to Thrawn. Oh, that's No. <laughs> no, it is not. Fuck Star Wars and its maps. What if, what if it's a map to uh, Luke? <laughs> you both shut up. Beyond that ice wall are a number of new lands with names such as Hapis, Potatia, and Tote. Is the this fucking Westeros? Island. Is this what? fucking Westeros? Did you miss that last one, though? Tote the Moving Island. No, no, it's Toad the Wet Sprocket. You see, I can see how it could be misconstrued. Now, it's, now, it's spelled if it's called, Thoth. If it's called Tote the Moving Island, it's because someone's pulling it around, right? Yes, obviously. Okay. It's actually spelled Thoth, but I've always heard the pr- correct pronunciation of that is Tote. So, oh, like Alex Tote? Something like that, yeah. So, so you... you so, we find just an old map and you just believe it. And that's your proof. Yeah. Like, like I yep. can find an old yep. map that shows there be dragons here. Well, there be dragons there, obviously. You know. <laughs> so all those, and he quote from David here, all those extra continents. What's going on out there? David said, <laughs> if there are people. <laughs> no, I Sorry, that. this is me just sitting here. Yeah, what David are you saying? Said this, David, this is not the same David as me. Yes. Not David <laughs> Davis. No. If there are people that live out there and they came to visit us, you might consider them an extraterrestrial from outer space, he says. 
Yeah, just because I think of people from New Jersey as mm-hmm. extraterrestrials because well, they, they come from a well, land they, that's foreign to me. Well, they kind of well, are. I mean, okay, so I'm I'm like not helping my case here. No, but you're still, not. But if I meet someone from fucking like Tibet, like you, like or China or something, I'm not going to consider them extraterrestrial because they're they fucking are alien people. technically. Well, they're 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 but they're just they're not alien. They're foreign. And they're so, legal aliens. So, so he's saying that all these other continents have, like, non-human we do, species? Uh, he, he hasn't said that. Okay. But UFOs, he claims, are clearly from a base in these secret countries clearly. rather than some distant planet. Quote, if there are people that live out there and they come to visit us, you might consider them an extraterrestrial from outer space. UFOs, he claims, are clearly from a base in these secret countries rather than some distant planet. Of course. <laughs> of course. Quote, if we're lucky enough to have a UFO coming from the closest star, which is magnitudes closer than any others, and they come here through 25 trillion miles, and then they crash at Roswell, all of that's nonsense. Well, you agree on one thing, I guess. Sure. <clears throat> space travel is nonsense because space doesn't exist. <laughs> if they're coming from the outer lands, they're right here. Right here, just, you know. Yep. Here. So here, here's a reality check for this guy. He's rich, okay. right? You said he was rich? Mm, sure. Put him on one of the fucking rockets that like the, oh. the rich people ride on and let him oh, see no. for himself firsthand. Oh, no. I want to put him on the rocket that that uh, crazy dude built and watch him crash. <laughs> you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, no, because he would, he would just go, oh, the government just gave me like LSD or he'd just come mm-hmm. up with some excuse. It's yeah, a all simulation. <clears throat> all, yeah. yeah, all these like it was a fisheye window. Because I don't, I don't buy the fact that he was a globe Earth believer. No, before. I don't believe that either. But I mean, sure, he might have like thought that, but as soon as he saw this nugget, this this beaver sure. nugget of uh, flat Earth, okay, he you just and this beaver latched onto it like a beaver nugget teat. Okay, and just my... kept suckling <laughs> on that sweet, nugget. sweet honey crisp. Okay, you really need to put the bag down. It's over there. I'm not eating them right now. Okay. But you're thinking about them. Okay. I'm jonesing, yes. Yes. All right, so he t- he told podcast... God damn it, Mike. He told podcaster James English that these secret countries... I love the phrase secret, secret countries. Are the answer to the question that flat earthers are most frequently asked... Why would anyone try to hide the true shape of the planet? Quote, (laughs) it is to control the human race, David explained. Your thoughts create the world that you're in, and if they can limit your thoughts, they can put you in the matrix. The heliocentric system, the globe, is a matrix. It's a matrix for your mind, and it limits your thoughts. Right, so this guy's wackadoodle. Sounds like Andrew uh, Tate, or at least an Andrew Tate fan. Yes. And uh, it, uh, I, I won't bring up again the just sheer number of people that have to be in on it. Oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, there's no way. He added that he finds it impossible to accept that the Earth is orbiting the sun at 66,000 miles per hour. The sun is not a huge incandescent ball of gas in space, he suggests, but actually a living entity. The sun moon and other planets quote are alive he claims <laughs> quote i think they're sentient i th- think they're part of this entire living system that we're in 
Now, now, see, this is the problem with capitalism, because when you have <laughs> enough money, they'll publish whatever bullshit you say in a paper. Yep, yep. Which explains why David is also doubtful that the moon landings took place, of course. <laughs> I don't see how anybody could possibly believe it, he said. There's so many issues. But but he, I guarantee you he uses GPS and doesn't think Do- for a second oh, how no, that works. Not at all. He maintains that we shouldn't believe any of the footage from the Apollo missions because cameras, quote, wouldn't even work on the moon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I already had a slight <laughs> headache, but man. The moon landings, like the scientific research that demonstrates the fact that the Earth is a spherical object, are a ploy, quote, to keep you believing the lie, David said. Quote, the- it's to keep you believing that the government is your god. You you dense son of a bitch. The fucking Greeks and Egyptians knew it was a sphere. Fucking thousands of years ago, they proved it. Oh wow, guys, guys, god. guys. Okay, this is an art this article was written by Michael Moran, audience writer. Oh no. He's not even with the magazine. Oh no, it basically I... is an op-ed. This, this art, this, oh, I love this article. Just, just got to get that out there. I adore this fucking article. I think, I think it's I'm so dumb. Jesus. And beaver you, nuggets. You, <laughs> you, sh- you should pour the beaver nuggets in a bowl and pour rum in it and eat it like cereal. <laughs> Sounds like a great that idea. That is diabetes. Yes. yes. God, those things are great, though. <laughs> Mike's crunching away in his beaver nuggets. So... How does that article make you guys feel? I've already, you know, opined about my opinions on yes. that bull hockey. David, give me your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I think we should probably end the podcast here because that is the dumbest fucking thing I've heard this week. <laughs> so I, I think we we uh, hit our quota here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty fucking bad. But like, this is kind of stuff I live for because it's so goddamn silly. <laughs> I just, I adore it. You call it silly, I call it... Maddening? Fucking stupid. It it, It is. It's not just, like, the insanity of what this guy apparently believes, but all the little things surrounding it, like, okay, he was rich, it was written by a contributor to not the... So it wasn't written by an actual journalist with that news organization. Yep. But, yeah, just there's just, like, layers. It's like a... Mexican pizza of ridiculousness. <laughs> it's a seven-layer burrito of dumbassery. The, uh, the everything, including the sun, is a living thing. Oh, I love that part. Is this fucking One Piece or something? This what? Oh, um, it's a spoiler for later down the line in One Piece. Okay, don't don't spoil it for me. I'm yeah. really enjoying the show. So <clears throat> I'm glad we're going to talk about it uh, Sunday. Sunday, yeah, we got a lot to talk about Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I, I just really, I found, I didn't know I was going to have anything to really bring to the table. I found that and I was like, ooh, gold. Yeah, you <laughs> so, definitely hit, you know, you see it was either pay dirt or a septic line. I'm not sure. A little of both. I hit <laughs> yeah. the pay dirt. I hit the uh, septic pay dirt. Because usually you find like a website that like has zero like credibility and I don't know if this this news organization has any credibility, but they, oh, they at least don't. I've heard of them. This is this is like finding an article on the Inquirer. Okay, okay. So yeah, this this is like 
the weekly world news before it got totally stupid. You're like a truffle hog of insane conspiracy shit. Oh, because they're the best. They're my favorites because it's like, okay, yeah, UFOs, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about aliens. And and the other thing is, when I read it, my immediate thought is, oh, please tell me this is uh, pockets, other pockets on the ice ball, the flat earths on the giant ice ball. (laughs) You remember it was flat earths on a globe? Oh, I remember sharing (laughs) that cursed image with you. Yes. I'm hoping that, like, somebody starts making that connection. Like aliens are just from other pockets in the snow globe. <laughs> kind of like saying elsewhere. Yeah, but so, what they what they don't they don't address is that is this giant mega sphere in fact hollow and have like stuff on the inside. Oh, I think we talked about that and I really want to believe that's the truth. And that's where all the Nazis went, right? Oh yeah, the Nazis are in the giant snow hollow snowball along with the Nazis from all the other flat Earths. Oh, wow. Ooh, so we have, like, dinosaur Nazis in there? and Oh, yeah. And, and, like, and like lemur Nazis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I refuse to believe that there's, like, you know, cat girl Nazis, though. And somewhere in there is Lacerda. Yes. <laughs> Lacerda's yes. from in the giant snowball. Yes, yes. Uh, that's where we get all our mattresses from. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> Why you gotta pull the mattress thing on our hot, hot uh, lizard woman every time? Because it just sounds like it's a mattress. You just want her on a just, bed. Just oh, maybe, but I'll, but just just same way that uh that uh what was that medication you took Valspar? <laughs> it just sounds like a paint brand. Vinlafaxin, goddamn. No, no, there was another one that sounded more like a paint brand. Oh, Buspar. Yeah, that Buspar. That's okay, that's a paint that brand. That one. Sorry. Yeah. That sounds like well, a restaurant. Here, welcome to Buse Bar. Would you like... How many will be seated? Like a night? fucking gastropub or something. Yeah. So, David, what have you got for us this week? Well, I um, so I, I do have two stories this week. Uh, both of them related to AI because that's become like an interest of mine and it's something oh, that's continually appearing. It's a continuing nightmare that <clears> refuses <throat> to end. And this one's also kind of gross. So this will be fun. Nice. Let's get with some disgusting, disgusting AI stuff. Okay, title of this article is Viral Smasher Pass AI is Just a Guy Making Hot AI-Generated Women. Oh, um, no. This is from Samantha Cole, published by 404 Media. Uh, they just launched recently. I think there are a bunch of old Vice writers who started their own website. Oh, well, Vice, that that Vice, doesn't make me need a shower. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they got away from Vice, so yeah, yeah, they them. they got away from Vice, which is you know, Vice used to be cool, and then no. So um, anyway, yeah. a site claims that the more you rate, the hotter it gets. Is just a carousel of ping files and a dude manually generating AI images of women in bikinis. So um, it's like hot or not with nothing but fake people. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> the internet was graced over the weekend with Smasher Pass AI. I, I don't know about the word graced here, but um, a website well, that it's rotates... burdened with. Well, it's like being graced with diarrhea. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> like that airplane. Yes. New, new meaning to grace under fire. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's you know how a Smasher Pass thing works. You, like, Smasher mm-hmm. Pass and advances to the next image, and then Im- right. users can save images that they like, which is just, like... Sick. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it makes me feel icky. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, it's like it's like trolling your friends list for spank material on Facebook. Except these people do not exist, and you're kind of custom making them by your selections. It, oh yeah, God. it's yeah. weird. So Smasher Pass AI is a recursively self-improving system. The more you swipe, the more it discovers your type. The site's creator, Emmett Holm, wrote on Twitter, it, or should we be calling it X now? <laughs> anyway. We should um, be calling it garbage, but let's move on. <clears throat> Quote, it then uses these insights to prompt itself and generate more AI images that predicts what you like. The goal is to create the most addicting and personalized image recommendation system. Version one is as simple as possible. So, um, it's a stick figure with boobs drawn on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the, the no internet episode of South park where they have the guy drawing the pictures. Yes. (laughs) Um, the site that went viral, um, not for its sharp recommender algorithm, which seemingly doesn't exist or it's perfectly executed concept, which is very stupid and sexist, but because it's the perfect example of what a lot of AI programming dudes think is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Home, yeah. who according to his social media profiles just graduated from Harvard. There's your problem right there. Oh uh, um, yeah, Harvard's pretty problematic. T- yeah, yeah. Um tweeted that he's simply in the arena trying stuff. Quote, the goal is to create the most addicting and personalized image recommendation system. Um future so, versions trained on current data will enable even more personalized images and user interaction and image generation coming soon. So, so how gross is it that he says the goal is to create the most addicting and and anything after that? Like, that's just, yes, we want to make, you know, crack 2.0 that gets you hooked on it and makes you want to, like, snort babies. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. Now, you know, that's, uh, like how some how that could come out of somebody's mouth. Yeah. And not, like, see the inherent problem with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing here is a scam, but I, w- I want to read through here a little bit more. Um, I don't know. This is from the author. I don't know what is going on at Harvard, but this little website Hall made is exactly like fellow alum Mark Zuckerberg's hot or not application face mash from 20 years yep. ago, but with AI mm-hmm. generated images of women in bikinis instead of his own classmates. Uh, parentheses. Thank God. Um, one of the many problems with Smasher Pass is that the version he launched is not recursively self-improving and doesn't do much of what he said it does. It does not actually it is not actually a recommender algorithm, and beyond the preloading image of AI-generated women, the site is not using any kind of AI whatsoever. It's a series of 187 images cycled at random while the user hits smash or pass buttons. <laughs> God damn it. So he so, can't even do like a fucking good scam here. So it's the only thing that's recursive is the bullshit. <laughs> it's recursive bullshit. Recursive layers of bullshit. Yes. It is, again, a seven-layer layer burrito of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, people caught on to this immediately. Quote, I tried it for 15 minutes. Looks like it's not recursively self-improving, but it's using the same images repeatedly. Or repetitively, I'm sorry. Um, uh, let's see. He keeps talking about, oh, this is just bare-bones version one, which I guess version one in the sense that, like, it doesn't do what you promised it would do at all. So that would be uh, like a yeah. less than version. That would be like a version 0.5 or something. In, in versioning, a version 1 does is basically feature complete. So anything less than feature complete is not a fucking version 1. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just again, it's like he keeps talking about like he's going to do something with this. Um, he's, he's not really... Again, so it, it's... 
coming along with this whole thing about how AI is kind of screwing us over in a lot of regards, you also have all these scams that claim to be, be AI as well. And I think this is a great example of that. Great. Um, as, if, as if worrying about AI wasn't bad enough, worrying about scams that aren't actually AI but claim to be AI. Mm-hmm. That's even worse. No, it's not even worse, but it is bad. So, let's see. Um, so, here, here, here's the conclusion from the um, author here. It would embarrass me personally to submit Smasher Pass AI as a project for my community college computing 201 class, let alone show it off on social media as someone who wants to be taken seriously as an app developer. That said, I have no doubt that this keeps a certain type of guy entertained for many minutes like a dog with a puzzle treat. And home um, is already getting serious feedback. The uh, quote, okay, this quote's fantastic. Quote, oh, the, yeah. smash about, uh, the smashability of each photo does not seme, which is they misspelled seem, to mm -hmm. be increasing over time, which seems like a fundamental failure of the project. <laughs> Interesting. God damn it. <laughs> Oh man, it's this fucking stupid. It's this is this is bad. This and, is so wrong. And it's just the AI thing, like enabling humanity's worst impulses. Like if this... like at least for a tech case, if like it actually used the data to generate the images, that would at least be interesting. Without the like creepy artificial female woman Pokemon aspect of it. Gotta 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 smash them all, I guess. Yeah, it just or, or so yeah, again it's all. like not quite true AI, but this is just part of that ever evolving bullshit landscape we're dealing with. Yeah, no, this is there are so many fucking ethical questions that need to be asked and no one's asking them. Oh oh yeah, I've got another one here. Um I'm not gonna oh, read the no. full article but I'm just gonna give you the title. Mm -hmm. Andreessen Horowitz funds uncensored AI that will tell you how to kill yourself. What the fuck? First <laughs> off, I already know. Thank you. I don't need your help. Number two, that's just like, <clears throat> you know, you know. I mean, how uncreative do you have to be to need that? It's like, <laughs> I could... That I wasn't could, technically where I was going, but yes. <laughs> I, I mean, sitting here, I can think of... Oh, let's see. Headbutt a school bus. Not... Not, Get, not not counting, like, you know, actual weapons or anything. I can think of quite jump a few onto a ways. Jump, <laughs> jump in front of a truck and get sent to another world. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, that's not really the killing yourself. That's well, yeah, just... Get killed by a, it is a slime. That, drop that, a it, vending machine on yourself. There you go. Well, <laughs> where was... Uh, where were we where I saw it? Uh... I saw a K truck recently, and I thought, you know, I should, you know, get hit by it and be sent to another world. And get a bunch of waifus. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Well, but and no, then this... they could do a waifu anime using the Smasher Pass AI. Oh, smashed by a truck, passed to another world. It, it, oh, yeah, we just went into Isekai where the guy he he could find different waifus, and then he could like choose whether he wants to keep her traits and move them into the next waifu, and then he creates the ultimate waifu, and it's the most horrible thing we've ever come up with. <laughs> it looks like the blob monster from it's, Futurama. It sounds really Japanese, people. too. It sounds like it could yeah. be a legitimate isekai, which is a problem. It does. I don't like it. That's right. It was, it was, a, uh, it was a rest stop on the way back home. Like, you weren't there. But I saw a, I saw a K truck. Because, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of places use those as, you know, 
bigger versions of a golf cart. And I saw that. And sure. I was like, man, if I only got hit by that, I could, you know, be reincarnated, <laughs> you know, as a warlord or something. No, you get reincarnated mm-hmm. as a K truck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you will be a K truck in a fantasy world and nobody knows. You know, know I could probably I could probably write that as just a guy who gets reincarnated as a golf cart and how he revolutionizes the world by being a talking golf cart. <laughs> 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 the problem is he's saying all this loud, all this great stuff, and all anybody hears is meep, 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 Like the minute the king rolls up on one of those to the battlefield, the other army's like, "Holy shit, what is that magic item?" Oh yeah, demon! Oh, I I saw something about a, uh, a something like that that had. Oh, it was, it was, I think it was an isekai where a dude like ended up there and he had a had a K truck and like could be conveniently refueled with magic. God damn it. I can't that's all I remember. I remember reading about it. Was it run by ago. Mr. Fusion? Uh no. Just, you know, for for some reason the magic was also combustible in an internal combustion engine. It's magic. Well, I, I don't got to explain shit. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, magic. it's a truck and it only it only runs on ground up horses. <laughs> well, you know, with enough uh, pre-planning, you'd probably make that happen. Sure. Well, that's that's a horrible <laughs> thing to discuss, David. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's good that it's, like, completely stupid and not actually real. But, like, also, like, I, I have very conflicting thoughts on this. No, I agree. I completely agree. Like, like, if they had, like, an AI that, like, took different cute baby animals, and as you, like, adjust, and it, like, creates fusion animals, that would be cool. Sure, and then by the end, though, it would, it's just going to make little bub. It just ends up making Pokemon. It's just going to be, yeah, kittens and, you know, puppies all the way down. Yeah, like those old Photoshop challenges on something awful where they'd, like, oh, take, like, animals yeah. and merge them. No, like, uh-huh. the husky penguin. I loved those. I love yeah. those. Yeah. Or the birds with arms. <laughs> There's all these, you know, baby animals that look super cute, and then you have baby birds. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, baby birds are just like nightmares. It's just, yeah, just little fucking terror. Little things. screaming. It's like it's like little Ren Hoex from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yes. In yeah. A fucking in a fucking nest screaming. <laughs> uh. They all sound like John K. <laughs> Oh, well, David, thank you for that. Mike. You're, you're welcome, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. So, Mike, what have you got for us? <laughs> so, what What if I told you on August 26th of this year, a man was arrested for the, I think, fourth time for trying to run from the coast of Georgia to London. Wait, 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 <laughs> which Georgia? Georgia as in, you know, like Georgia jo- near Russia or Georgia no, near no. Alabama, near Georgia, United States, home of Dixie oh, and I, all that. I, shit. Like I think Atlanta, I know what you're Georgia. talking about. Okay. Trying to run from yeah. the in, coast of Georgia in to a London. homemade floating hamster wheel. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, let him cook. Let so, him cook. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I kind of go, like, There's why not Why not let here. him try it, you know? 
But there, uh, there's a dark level of Darwinism here that we should definitely let some of these people do this. He's a man. He's from Florida, of course, but he is, he is an Iranian immigrant. Uh, Reza Baluchi, Balusi. I'm, I'm just gonna say that Florida. You don't have to be born in Florida no. to be Florida man. No, he's a 51 year old Iranian born athlete. Okay, uh, and. It took three days for the Coast Guard to apprehend him <laughs> because when he was found, Balushi threatened to kill himself with a 12-inch knife if anyone tried to arrest him. What the fuck? He also Holy claimed fuck. that there was a bomb inside the wheel. Okay. <laughs> Are you... Mm. Let Explosive him do it. Dice. Let him fucking do it. I, I Explosive want device to do, was later found dream. to be fake. Can I just say that, like, this man should have been around in the 1920s when you could do that and get a cheering crowd. Yeah, no, like, you wanted to put yourself in a fucking old pickle barrel and throw yourself off Niagara Falls? Go for it. You get a crowd to watch. Yeah, nope. Might even get a sponsor. Yeah. You know what? We should get a sponsor for this guy. See Red, what, Bull. Uh, uh, Red Bull. Red Bull, obviously. Yeah, mm, Red Bull's in enough trouble. How to, how about Serta uh, mattresses? Uh, okay, how about Rain Energy Drink? Because I don't see them sponsoring anyone, and it's like the shittiest energy drink I've tried. Bass Pro Shops. Um, <laughs> Factor. Factor. He could be eating meals in there while he. Oh know, runs. yeah, that's it. They pack. It says you know the Run to London, powered by Factor. Yes. It, maybe Peloton can sponsor it. It's like they're testing the new Peloton. There you go. The Peloton Ocean hurt, Crosser. It sure can't hurt their uh, their 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 standing. The in Peloton it, it, Pelican. I don't know. Sounds it not. It can't be any more dangerous than their other devices, too. Yep. Didn't they have like a whole like problem with there, some of them? There was some kind of a deal with it. So, uh, yes, it took three days for the Coast Guard to get uh, <laughs> Belushi out of the wheel, and he was charged with obstructing, aborting, and violating a captain of the port order. Bellucci claimed that he was trying to run all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to London. This isn't the athlete's first run-in with the Coast Guard. The service, service's vessel intervened in three prior ocean journeys in 2014, 2016, and 2021. I really can't say it enough at this point. Let the motherfucker do it. Yeah, like yeah. all he has to do is charter a boat, let the boat take him like a mile off the coast. And let, yeah, uh, but then, you're not, then you're not running from the, yeah. the, the, the coast of Georgia. Yeah. I say, well, he, put him, him on a put it. him on a fucking treadmill on the boat. Then he can hop into his hamster wheel. There, solved. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But, uh, <laughs> imagine if he succeeded. Ah oh, man, let him do it. Inspiring. Yeah. Let him do it. After his failed 2021 voyage to Bermuda, oh, he's trying to go to Bermuda. So it was always trying to cross the Atlantic. Some of the others were different. So 2021 was supposed to be, I guess, from Florida to Bermuda. Uh, Bellucci told WOFL, my goal is not only to raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police department, raise money for the fire department. They are in public service and they do it, do it for safety and they help other people. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Where does the money come from? I, that's a good question because it didn't mention anything about sponsors. Like I think maybe he is thinks it like that a walkathon. Maybe he thinks that if he just does it, like money will just like precipitate out of the air. Like you know, 
Maybe I, maybe I'm thinks stunned. like I mean I mean honestly think about it. If you if you're you know the VP of marketing for like Nike, and you see you hear about a man that has just run across you know an ocean. It doesn't even have to be like the Atlantic. If he had made it from Florida to Bermuda, you hear about this man that ran across that. You'd want to sponsor him, wouldn't you? Okay. If I were in, if I were the head of marketing for Nike, mm-hmm. and I found out this guy was going to run on the ocean uh, and wanted to wear our shoes, I would pay him to wear Reeboks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe as maybe his idea was that he would find like shipwrecks, mm. you know, and get <laughs> gold. Maybe had yeah. a fishing rod. What do you have a magnet on the bottom of the thing? <laughs> and so, so there's a picture of his wheel. Oh, and, I gotta see this. And can let's you see post if I can, that in uh, host chat? Let me see if I can post this in host chat. Yes. Oh, please do. I I gotta see this because I'm sitting here looking at wherever the fuck yes. this is that David sent last time. Oh, and it looks like a. It's it's basically a kind of a. It's less a wheel, more of a short tube. Like there's the middle it's a middle section wheel off yeah. of a riverboat, but the outside the outside wheel sections is basically yoga balls and uh, boat fenders. Yeah, like for flotation. <laughs> I, you know what? Let him do it. Yeah, I'm on his <laughs> side. Just, I'm with him. He's I'm even raising with, money I, for the people who are going after him. <laughs> yeah, no. I, d- I don't know where the money's coming from, but let him fucking. Jesus do walked it. on water so he could run. Let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you almost told me there. David, you <laughs> son of a bitch. How are those beaver oh. nuggets treating you, Mike? <laughs> I haven't been eating them for a while. I'm, I was drinking rum at the time. <laughs> that, you know what? Yeah, no, let him do it, you fucking cowards. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you for that, Mike. Yes. I needed that. Mm. Oh. I want this man to do it. I want him to roll up into London and, look, and everybody to just be like, holy shit. And he got 70 miles off the coast of Georgia. That's Christ, that guy can it. run. Yeah. <laughs> Let no. him fucking do it. He'll be there in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty badass, actually. I, this guy may be like, our think, hero think, for the show. I think really the problem is he doesn't have any sponsors. Like, if, if there was any corporation behind him, they would have done it. They, they would let him do it. The fact that oh, he's yeah. just some lone guy doing it. Tell Elon Musk about him. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, like no, because Elon, then Elon Musk could fuck tell, it up. No, tell Elon Musk about it, then tell him he's anti-Semitic and he'll definitely <laughs> pump money into it. Jesus. Um, but no, I mean, I think if like, you know, like whoever makes yoga balls, they should sponsor Oh, him. yeah, no, definitely. Yoga balls, not just for, you know. Not just for yoga anymore. <laughs> yeah, sitting on your ass anymore. Oh, my God. Well, that was fun. And I'm spent. All right. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break for some uh, sponsor messages and or us asking for sponsor messages. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey, David, you know what makes our show great? What's that, Kevin? No ads. You know what would make it better? What's that, Kevin? Ads! What if, and I'm just spitballing here, we do ads for independent creators at reasonable rates? How reasonable? Overly. How about $2 per episode pre-roll? That is almost too reasonable. 
Might as well go for it. Let's send everyone to the contact page for Supernatural Selection. SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash contact? Exactly. Just have them scroll down to the Advertise With Us section for more information. That sounds great. Now let's record the ad. Kevin? Yes, David? We just did. Whoa. All right, welcome back. Boy, we've got some shit coming soon. (laughs) All right, so my next article here. This isn't an article. So there's an experience. It's an experience. There's something I've wanted to talk about on the show, but I really don't think it warrants like a full episode. So I figured I'm going to take a little bit of time and talk about it on Weekend Weird for one of my segments. Are you gentlemen familiar with the most mysterious song on the Internet? I've heard of it. All right. Kind of. Okay. So the basic idea is that sometime during or after 1984, this song... Okay, this guy recorded a bunch of music off of a radio show on, let me see if I can say this, Norddeutscher Rundfunk, which is a ger- obviously a German, thank you, obviously a German radio station during or after 1984. And the reason they know the time is because nothing on the tape came out after 1984. Like, some of the songs on this tape were Sunset Now by Maxi, Master and Servant by Depeche Mode, uh, Up on the Catwalk by Simple Minds, Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Well, fuck, that's a hell of a mixtape. I know. Uh, what? By Captain Sensible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's getting some XTCs on there. It's, which... It sounds like my fucking radio show that I did. I know, doesn't it? So... <laughs> Um, yeah, it sounds like the mutant hours. So, <laughs> the guy recorded it, and he cut out all the talking, so there's no DJs on the tape. And there's this one song. No one knows the name of it. No one knows who recorded it. And there's no record of it on the station. And it is known by various names, including uh, Like the Wind... Blind the wind, check it out, check it in, take it in, take it out, because nobody can really understand the lyrics because of the reverb. And before we go any further, I'm going to play this catchy little son of a bitch, and maybe it'll help you understand why everyone's so on about it. Pretty catchy. Okay, sorry about that. I get really into that for a second, and I <laughs> no, forgot no, we cool. were doing a radio show. Like, and if I you didn't like, tell me, if you didn't tell me it was made in 1984, I could tell you that shit was made in 1984. Yeah, no, seriously. You know what the funny thing is? It kind of sounds like if Typo Negative had been around in 1984, <laughs> this is what Typo Negative would have been doing. All right, and it's catchy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I dig it. I really like this song. The 
Again, the problem is no one knows who recorded it. And it was rediscovered around 2007 um, by the sister of the guy that recorded it. And it's just become this obsession online. They contacted the radio station. Radio station has no record of the song. Dude that probably hosted the radio show it was recorded from is still doing a show on the network and he is like I have no memory of this song uh, every song played in Germany has to be registered uh, you know if it's coming on the radio they have to register it with a division of the government they have no record of this fucking song yeah. so nobody knows who made it now there have been people claiming they know who it is if you try to get it on Shazam, it gives you some false information. Uh, it's been really hard to figure out anything about wasn't, this. Wasn't there, like, also some someone analyzed, like, all the, the playlist before and after it and tried to figure out, like, based on that, like, and the programming of the station? Because mm-hmm. they figured out what station it was yes, on. Yes, they did. It was, like I said, it was on... Uh, the West German because station. I think there, there might have been like a bumper, bumper in that recording, possibly. Um, but, but, but looking there's at a the signal, there's a signal in it. Oh, that too. That's right. That's that right. only right. plays on NDR. So but, they were able to figure that out. But having access, I think someone had access to all the like mm-hmm. playlists from you know yeah the the time. Yeah, it's range, not on the playlist, and they couldn't find that specific like order of songs. Well, they did find one that has the order of songs, but it doesn't have that song in the list. Like, it jumps from Golden Earring, Twilight Zone, to Captain Sensible What? I love mysteries like this, where it's just such a weird, like, small, not grand origin of the universe sort of shit. It's just like, here's a song we can't figure out who the fuck made it. Exactly. And the thing is, like, if... If Mandela effects were real, I would be like, this song is from the Berthstein universe. <laughs> All right. That's that I could get behind that kind of conspiracy theory. Unfortunately, what it probably is, is that it was a demo from a local band played that one time on the radio and was chucked like r- into the trash right after that. Probably. that Probably. Or- and the guy was probably doing, the so, like whoever was doing the playlist just did it as a favor to the band or maybe he was in the band, who knows? There's literally no telling. Or it, you know, it could also be you know, that whoever made the mixtape, you know, maybe they slipped it in there in the middle. Well, it's the... the person trying oh, to figure no, out right. is the sister no, right. of had, the guy that recorded it. Yeah, I know. I just realized that it had that carrier signal, mm-hmm. so they yeah, it definitely, was, definitely was broadcast. It was on right. the station, yes. Now, now, now was the station, like, uh, they uh, air from Berlin by any uh, chance? I don't know. Uh, hang on, I, I can... I'm, I'm almost wondering if it could have been, like, a kind of, Hamburg. Like east, east and west Berlin It's west situation. Germany. It's, it was in west Germany and it was in Hamburg, Germany. Like it just—it makes me wonder if it could have been like a uh, East German song that got over, and that's that's possible. It's very so, possible wait, that wait, happened. Kevin, and I that's just why realized, we may not have record. I just realized what it was. What this this whole 
the the it's been hushed up, but all the uh, events leading up to the airing of this was turned into uh, a screenplay. It was called Airheads. God damn it, Mike! <laughs> God damn it, Mike! Damn it! They just don't want to. It fits. They just don't want to admit that the whole thing is just Airheads is just a a, a adaptation of this song. Yeah, God, just, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I love that fucking movie. Just. <laughs> Our whole album could be Pip farting on a snare drum. This guy doesn't give a shit. I ain't, <laughs> yeah, say it, Mike. I ain't farting on a snare drum, man. That's, God, I love that fucking movie. I mean, come on. It's you know, Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, and Brendan Fraser as a band. To this day, I still go, I like swimming pools. Yeah. What you thinking about? <laughs> swimming pools. Yes, I love that. But, I mean, like, people have been trying to figure this out, like, hardcore since 2019. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody had anything else to do during the fucking pandemic. And no one, there are no leads. Except in Britain. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, shut up. But, but Paul Baskerville is the DJ that was running that program. And he's like, I have no fucking clue. He even played it on his current show to try to get some leads. And everybody's like, I don't know, it's pretty fucking good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, that is weird too. That like nobody can like say, you know, with with enough reach, you would think somebody would come out of the woodwork yeah. and be like, "Oh, that was you know such and such." Or, like that was my band, but yeah. all the people that have said, "Hey, that was my band," have it's liars. Wrong. Yeah, it's it's just liars. trolls. So let's see theories. Uh, searchers general generally agree that the singer has some sort of European accent, but the specific type is unclear. <clears throat> Some users have theorized that the Yamaha DX7 synthesizer, which was released in late 1983, was used in the track. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. it's definitely from 84 or thereabouts because there's not a song later than 1984 in the playlist. Hmm. But uh, Paul Baskerville suspects the song was a demo recording that was played once by an NDR presenter and then thrown away. Now, there have been covers and remixes of it. Uh, There's one by an American band called Mephisto Walls titled Like the Wind and released on their 2020 album All These Winding Roads. Now, the version I was playing is an upscaled AI upscale version that's a bit mm. more clear and doesn't sound like it just came off a BASF tape from 1984. Yeah. Now, see, yeah. that's a good use of AI. Thank you. Exactly. Or also when they do, like, the song doves where they have, like, Squidward sing Frank Sinatra. Yes. <laughs> Fly me to the moon and let me... <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop. I've heard some pretty pretty good ones of those. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, apparently also users have coined the term Lost Wave to describe songs like this. <laughs> of course they have. Fuck. And I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking look up some Lost Wave. I want to hear shit I can't identify. <laughs> like, you mentioned something, David, about a Japanese song like this. Yeah, I, I don't have the, the info right in front of me, but there was like a Lost uh, City Pop song of some sort. It's on one of the yeah. YouTube channels I See, Mike I, loves I, him some to. City Pop. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I used to I used to play a ton of city pop on my my show as well, but um, like plastic yeah, was, love, yeah, Stay yeah, and it was me. it was very much in those uh, in the lines of those, but it was like some sort of song where they don't know who the artist is or they uh-huh. couldn't find the artist, right? 
Yeah. Oh, I love these. This this is one of my favorite quote conspiracy theories. I'm like, yeah, bring me more of this. Mm-hmm. So no racism either, which what? is great. Sorry, guys. Mr. Conti climbed on my desk and uh, <laughs> hit the uh, he, the space bar. He really these, wanted to hear it again. These, these fucking, fucking cats, cats, man. I just, now I just need Ginger to jump up here and like walk across my keyboard, and will yep. it be the trifecta? Yep. So sorry <laughs> yeah, about I, that. My, I did. My cat did walk over my uh, keyboard earlier in the episode, and we had to do a hard cut because I stopped recording. Because yeah, little shit. Little shits. So I do have a cat like rushing around me somewhere just a second ago. So it makes me paranoid. <laughs> We're tempting fate here. We yeah. are. Luckily, so, my my computer's not like hardwired into the matrix, so it's not. <laughs> it's 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 your, air. My computer is air gapped from the actual podcast. episode. Yes. So if anything happens to your computer, you're fine. I'm recording I'll just, you. I'll just close the tab for my like next story and maybe and you'll even, lose like, all your reboot porn. it. You'll lose your porn. Yeah, that too. So, David, what have you got for your second story? Well, I have another AI story for us. God um, damn it. Uh, fits in line with some of the stuff we talked about in our second episode of Dead Internet Theory. Uh-huh. <clears throat> this is from The Guardian. This. Of course and it is. the title is, Mushroom Pickers Urge to Avoid Foraging Books on Amazon That Appear to Be Written by AI. And you so, thought the children books were bad. Yeah. Sample of books scored 100% on AI detection tests as uh, experts warned they contain dangerous advice. And this is from... Lick uh, all your mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. So this is Dan Milmo, uh, global technology editor with The Guardian. And hey, yeah, a real also, person. And this is also funneled uh, or filed under fungi. So, yeah, we, we've got fungus like a twofer us. here. Yeah, we got a twofer, Mike. Mm-hmm. So, um... Amateur mushroom pickers have been urged to avoid forging books sold on Amazon that appear to have been written by artificial intelligence chatbots. Um, Amazon has become a marketplace for AI-produced homes that are being passed off as having been written by actual humans, with travel mm. books among the most popular categories of fake work. Uh, we talked about this a little bit, but then, of course, Robert Evans talked about that a lot on his series, uh, Behind the Bastards. Again, fantastic um, episodes. Fantastic mm-hmm. show. Now, a number of books have appeared on the online retailer site offering guides to wild mushroom foraging that seem to be written by chatbots. The titles include Wild Mushroom Cookbook, Form, and this is because it, they've misspelled from somehow. Oh, God. Um, Form, Forest to Gourmet Plate, a Complete Guide to Wild Mushroom Cookery, and the Supreme Mushrooms Book Field Guide for the, of the Southwest. Ugh. Yeah. Um... Four samples of the books that were examined by The Guardian by Originality.ai, a U.S. firm that detects AI content. The company said every sample had a rating of 100% of its AI detection score, meaning that its systems are highly confident that the books were written by a chatbot such as ChatGPT. Examples of prose from the book include, quote, The sweet smell of freshly cooked mushrooms wafted through the air, bringing back fond memories of my mother. And... Foraging for wild mushrooms is a deeply rewarding experience that connects us with nature's abundance and the rich tapestry of flowers that the earth provides. And it just, it to me, it sounds like a recipe on a blog. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's actually yeah. a book called What the Earth Provides mm-hmm. about mushrooms that uh, they used to post a cover on something awful. 
because there's this weird dude that looked like Dr. Demento with a trombone and an armload of mushrooms. Hell yeah. So that's why that phrase is in that book, I think. I think it just scraped the title of that mm-hmm. book. Now, Leon Frey, a forging guide and field mycologist at Cornwall-based Family Forging Kitchen, which organizes forging field trips, said the samples he had seen contained serious flaws, such as referring to smell and taste as an identifying feature. <laughs> this seems to thing. encourage tasting as a method of identification should absolutely not be the case, he said. No shit. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Some wild mushrooms, like the highly poisonous death cap, which can be mistaken for edible varieties, are toxic. Frey said that one book refers to the lion's mane fungus, which is edible, but a protected species in the UK and should not be picked. Quote, I would recommend choosing books from reputable sources, he added. Um, Professor Myron Smith, uh, very, Myron is a very British name, isn't it? It is. But this guy's from Canada, apparently. Okay. Well, you know, they're they're tangentially British. Right. A, a fungi specialist from Carleton University in Canada said the books were, quote, totally irresponsible. He said, quote, some of the differences between edibles and non-edibles are very subtle, and it really takes an experienced eye and knowledge to discriminate between them. The AI mushroom books were first reported by the 404 Media site. So, I, again, connecting to 404 Media, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, the AI-generated works had also been highlighted by New York Mycological uh, Mycological, yeah, I don't know why I was having trouble with that. Um, Society, which posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. I hate that we have to keep using that. God damn it. Amazon and other retailer outlets have been inundated with AI foraging and identification books. Please buy only books of known authors and foragers. It can literally mean life or death. Yeah. Uh, Amazon said it's reviewing the books brought to its attention. An Amazon spokesperson said... We take matters like this seriously and are committed to providing safe shopping and reading experience. We are looking into this. You know what they could do is stop letting people submit books without verification. Not with nah, never. No, they, they won't do that, but they should do that. Let's see here. AI prompt how to clean and cook blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. No, I was just kidding. Oh, no. he... T- Damn it, Mike. I got excited. I thought we were going to have some comedy gold. Uh, We can always do a fun with chat GPT episode. Yeah, we'll do that for the next one. (laughs) We we can have chat GPT explain certain cryptids to us. Oh, God, that's going to be good. Please tell me about the the Loveland Frogman. (laughs) You know, we still haven't covered the Loveland Frogman that (laughs) That Enrique is. He's our our mascot, and we haven't even fucking talked about him. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, Just the, a... the fucking fake books. Goddamn. You know, people don't read very much, and when they do read, they read the dumb shit that's going to get them killed. Yep, yep, pretty much. Yep. So, uh, Mike, hmm. what have you got for your last story, sir? So, so Bard told me that it can't assist me with that because I'm only a language model and don't have the capacity to understand and respond. Oh, so, good. So Thank Bard, you, Bard. Bard is uh, not helpful there. Damn it, Bard. I want to kill myself through stupidity. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, if, if I say the phrase river of diarrhea, <laughs> what do you think? I think... 
<laughs> I think I'm in for a good time. I, I'm thinking the boat ride from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh yes. God. I, it, it sounds like something from Futurama. We have no way of knowing so, where we're going. So on this past <laughs> Friday, which would be what, the first? Yes, yeah, the first of September. I don't like the September, look of it. <laughs> an international Delta flight leaving out of it. Kevin, leaving out of Atlanta. Hey, Mike, before you go any further, could you please read the uh, the title of this article? Okay, well, this article from uh, Futurism.com is entitled, Passenger on Ill-Fated Diarrhea Plane <laughs> Says Flight Attendants Were Forced to Craft, Quote, Makeshift Biohazard Suits. <laughs> and the subtitle is, quote, I woke up and there was a bit of a strange smell. Can I point out that this is filed on the site under defecation disaster? Yeah. I mean, I I, oh I, I want to look at that tag and see if there's other ones. No. But anyway, Kevin, we were in Atlanta on Friday. Uh-huh. So this plane came from where we were. Oh, we that's were like, great. We were within, we were you know, there. I think. I'm a brush with greatness. Yeah, within 20 miles of the origination of this plane. So uh, I feel honored. Yes. And another Georgia-centric story because the the paddle wheel guy yeah from you're right uh, there's Georgia. a lot in Georgia this week <laughs> so to re to restart the story on Friday in an in an international Delta flight bound for sunny Barcelona Barcelona was, was forced from Barcelona was forced to U-turn back to its starting point of Atlanta for an exceedingly rare air travel horror <laughs> a passenger had suffered diarrhea throughout the plane's aisle so extensively that completing the flight was deemed untenable. He was just trying to paint the plane. Man, here's the thing. Why even get on the plane? I, I mean, it could have been one of those, like, I, don't, it doesn't, I have not got to a part yet. I mean, I'm going to continue reading, but I've not seen, like, how far into the flight it was. Someone said they were asleep, so I'm assuming it this was a, at least a half hour into the flight. This is a South Park episode. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, I mean, I've, I've had, you know, onset of stomach problems. Maybe, I mean, sure. if you're shitting this much, I'm assuming yeah. it's some form of, like, bug. Here's the thing. If I'm paying for a trip to Barcelona, I'm getting on that fucking plane. That's true, so. too. Yeah, okay, sure, but... And the fact that they couldn't make it to the toilet in time makes me oh. think this was, like, a, a stomach virus. So we'll see if they'll uh, actually... Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's keep reading, yeah. News of the incident first hit Reddit's r slash ATC subreddit, which ATC is air traffic control. And I'm assuming there they discuss, you know, air traffic, because uh, all the air traffic comms are public. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed you're yeah. you know, by law or have access to them. So the name of that original there. post literally just says, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> to which a user shared alarming FAA flight information marking the ill-flated flight's decision to turn around. Quote, divert to ATL, uh, passenger diarrhea all over <laughs> A slash C. I mean, guess the aircraft. The flight strip red, biohazard. God damn so it. So, Kevin, uh, well, I'm in a second. I'm, I'll let you uh, play the, the uh, Okay, clip. yeah, I've got it queued up yeah. now. The news then trickled to other social media platforms going mainstream viral on... God damn it, X formerly Twitter. Musk book. Which I I I I kinda I don't want to call it X either, so I kind of agree with the X formerly Twitter. Not don't let 
Twitter be, you know, Musk book. Do not let Twitter be like deleted X. from you mm-hmm. know, the consciousness. So X formerly Twitter when another Netzen shared a short clip of one of the planes pilots blunt conversation with air traffic control. Hit it, Kevin. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Yes, dear <laughs> listeners, <laughs> diarrhea all through the airplane. Diarrhea is like a storm brewing in your plane. It really did happen. And in an official statement to Insider, a representative for Delta described the incident as a, quote, onboard medical issue, adding that its teams, quote, worked as quickly and safely as possible to thoroughly clean the airplane and get our customers to their final destination, which you shouldn't really use final destination yeah. in this day and age. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like final destination and diarrhea in a plane kind of fits into the final <laughs> destination True. films. It's like if the Zucker brothers from Airplane made a Final Destination film. <laughs> oh, I suddenly want that real bad. You, can, can we just take a moment and think about this poor person who, like, yeah, shit no. a trail I feel down bad the plane and got this. the plane turned no, no, around? They, they did not, absolutely did not want to shit their nobody, entire ass no, onto the plane. No, <laughs> nobody wakes up in the morning and thinks, you know what I want to do? I want to fill an entire Delta airplane with ass now. I want people to know exactly when I was walking to the bathroom. I want to know what I was eating. Quote, we sincerely apologize to our customers, the rep continued, for the delay and inconvenience to their travel plans. Inconvenience is not a strong enough word. We tracked one of the plane's unlucky passengers down, we being uh, uh, futurism.com. And they confirmed that the diarrhea was, in fact, quote, all over the cabin aisles, just as the flight strip read. Quote, I woke up and there was a bit of a strange smell. A the bit. passenger who chose to remain anonymous while speaking with speaking of his diarrhea plane experience told Futurism. And those are okay, capitalized, can, by yeah. the way. Yeah, diarrhea yeah, I like that they proper plane. noun diarrhea plane. Diarrhea plane. Diarrhea plane. <laughs> the, the diarrhea plane. <laughs> Adding that the flight attendants were forced to perform some DIY ingenuity to deal with the excrement. God Quote, damn. They found everything they could use, said the passenger, explaining that the airline staff used apron, aprons to craft makeshift biohazard suits to wear while dealing with the defecatory disaster. Defecatory. 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 That's some choice defecatory. phrasing. I love futurism. Yeah. Def- this is good. Blankets and napkins, meanwhile, were utilized to cover the feces. The faces. The faces. The airlines tried to handle it, the passenger said, but it was just so bad. (laughs) (laughs) The passenger passenger also noted that for their... Excuse me, let me start again. The passenger also noted their empathy for the person who had the unfortunate accident, explaining that the individual wound up staying in the lavatory until the last few minutes of the flight. Quote, they just kind of kept the person in there. I don't think they had to keep him there. I think he stayed of his own volition. I mean, you know, you're shitting that much. You you obviously don't know, you know, whenever it's going to continue. Sir, you all right in there? I am not all right in here. No, no, no. Kevin, ask me me if I'm all right in here. Okay. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Are you all right in there? 
Lord, help, I'm drowning. Oh, my God. Just got drowning. Just full of diarrhea. Oh, my God. So it it, it gets a little worse. Oh, no. really worse. How? You might be imagining that Delta obviously just gets these travelers a new plane, right? After all, this one was covered in human feces. Feces. Fesses. (laughs) But alas... There seemingly weren't enough jets to go around. Oh, no. (laughs) And according to the passenger, the airline ultimately settled the issue by simply ripping out the Airbus's soiled carpets and giving the passenger plane an extra thorough cleaning before reboarding it. Fucking hell. They ripped out the carpet and said, go for it. Uh, see, at that point, like, if you're the guy who, like, shit yourself that bad, you almost got to be proud that you Look, inconvenience this corporation. I'm, like I'm pretty sure this person went to the hospital. I'm pretty sure he I was would bragging. Hope. And, sir, what brings you to the ER today? I destroyed an airplane. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they're having to, like, get his checked luggage out so he can get a new pair. And we're saying he, but it could have easily been a woman. I don't know, but... man. I have a feeling he shit the luggage. <laughs> He just opened the luggage and there's shit leaking out of it. He just went down into the luggage compartment. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, they actually took out all the carpets for one section of it, the passenger said. We were waiting three hours at the airport while they were trying to clean it, but they couldn't clean it, so they had to rip off the carpet and change it. Holy fuck. Quote, then we were back on, they added. No problem. No, big problem. (laughs) Big dookie problem. The passenger also noted the plane staff fully switched out for the second flight attempt. Because everyone else was throwing up. Which we're glad to hear. Anyone who's forced to make a biohazard suit out of aprons and proceeds to manage an in-air, an in-flight diarrhea crisis for the next several (laughs) hours deserves some time off, not to mention a raise. And you thought you had a shitty job. Oh, I got a story. Fortunately, the passenger said the flight second go round went off without a fart. I mean, hitch. <laughs> it was just so late we passed out. The passenger recounted no issues after that, but it certainly was an ordeal. Oh, I bet they passed out with the shit smell. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am a little disappointed at the uh, lack of closure. I like the person. I understand. I want to know about the dude. Yeah, I I, I don't want to know like person. personally identifying information. I do want to know like. The prognosis, like, did they continue on the flight too? Like, what, oh, was no. Taco I, Bell involved? Yeah, I, yeah. This was a this was a disaster. Bell Grande. Was it was it in <laughs> fact a stomach bug, or did they just like you know get up that morning? were super excited for their flight, and they're like, oh, I gotta poop a little bit. I'll wait. I can <laughs> it's wait. It's a new TikTok challenge. <laughs> Mike, what was that uh, Spanish term I came up with? It was butt of fire. Uh, it was something del fuego. I don't know what the yeah, butt was. I don't remember. I thought of it earlier today. But so the biohazard thing made me think about this. Back when I worked at uh, Roses, mm-hmm. uh, we had a big problem in the ladies' room because uh, the women that shopped at Roses are fucking animals. <laughs> and uh, we, somebody came in and complained that the bathroom was dirty. And I walked in and the shit was piled a foot high in the toilet over the rim. The sink was full. There was shit in both all four corners of the room, and it was shot on the back wall up to the ceiling. And to handle this, we had to fashion biohazard suits out of large-scale garbage bags with uh, holes for rubber gloves and duct tape, and we had to put 
like cut a face hole and we had like goggles and uh, <laughs> uh, painters masks and we're just walking around dressed in garbage bags, like scooping the stuff into garbage cans and oh. then like throwing the garbage cans away. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And we just wrote them off because holy fuck! You, you told me I, another. I hope no one's eating during this episode. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Should 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 put a uh, gross warning, I guess. Hey, if you're if you're eating during this episode, well, you're fucked. Wouldn't it be um, great if this is like the first episode where we have to put a little disclaimer right up front? Yeah, yeah warning: poop gasm. Yeah. Oh, and and Kevin, also remember a story you told me once about the same uh, job that mm-hmm. there, there was a plunger handle that mysteriously had like poop on it. Just oh, no, that, that was that was somebody else. Oh, I thought that was you. No, no. Fortunately, I was not the man that unclogged my butt with a plunger handle. Well, not you, but I, I mean, know. <laughs> but that didn't happen to me. I, like. I didn't experience that. But that was that, that? Was, that was on something awful. Oh, in the, I, I uh, thought that was you. Nope, that was in like the <laughs> OSHA thread. There, there, there was the ger- there was the German woman. Oh yeah, no, that woman that came in and was like had started cleaning it. The I come in to to clean the bathroom there's a germ woman in there cleaning the toilet herself with some shit she found just screaming this is not sufficient bring me a scrub bad I was like I you do this then and just left <laughs> Jesus Christ I think everybody has a good poop story oh if you've worked retail you got several I'm sure <laughs> so uh thank you for that Mike um, Jesus Christ you're welcome yeah, I know God that is fucking great I love a good poop story <laughs> I just love a good poop. I mean, sometimes yeah, well, it we just all like do, really. But uh, cathartic. So, David, let's go with X. Okay, let's see what X has to give us this week. Indeed. So, um, the title of the thread is "How to Get Rid of Annoying Fox Spirit." Okay. Yeah. Now, this is a typical green text story. So it starts with like "Be me." done in present tense. It's going to sound awful when I read it, but that's just the way it's written. So, background. Be me. Hanging out in my favorite little walnut grove. Place is lousy with nature energy. I think overgrown fence lines act like wires and draw in from surrounding woodland. Every week or so, I go out there, smoke my corncob pipe, and let myself slip (laughs) away. Um, Okay, I actually know a dude (laughs) with a corncob pipe, and I will admit that I'm not a fan. Let's okay. let's move on. <laughs> All I know about spirit stuff I get from old hippies and whatever I experience. I don't know if I should have protected myself somehow, or I was just all right just raw-dogging my consciousness into this big pool of nature energy. Well, that's okay. a sentence. Now, now that's the background. Here's... Okay. Then they go, felt good, though. Anyways, two weeks back after one of these sessions, something follows me back. Presence is mild at first, barely noticeable. It starts hiding things from me, knocking things out of my hands, little things like that to get me frustrated. Presence gets larger over two weeks. Feels like it hangs out just out of sight. I can catch glimpses of it if I reach out mentally, but it hides itself if it catches me doing this. I have a pretty idea, a pretty good idea of what it looks like from these glimpses. I don't think it's malevolent, it just feeds off my frustration if it has nothing else. If I'm in a place with any natural energy, it all mellows out, probably drawing from there instead. 
In my apartment, though, no dice. I just want to know how to get rid of it or communicate with it and try something out because this shit is getting annoying. Okay. This is a fun thread. I like this yeah. one. Can, can I ask one question before you start reading some responses to it? Mm-hmm. What's in the pipe? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I just, I need to know what's in the pipe. Before. What's in the pipe? What's in the pipe? It's Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Uh, first suggestion, okay. uh, first first reply, you have it good, embrace it. How is um, having an annoying little shit following you around in the spirit realm good? I don't know, oh. but um, mm. it, the, pers- uh, the first reply to that is first post, best post. So, you know, it's, it's a nature spirit. It's a little trickster. Yeah. I think we all need a little trickster yeah. and just kind of fuck with us once in a yeah, while. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be pissed off with the fox spirit following me around. I can think of worse things. Our first edgy response is, it's a fox, just kick its fucking face off. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, someone says, sounds like gnomes. I recommend leaving a trail of bread or cookie crumbs to the mouth of your nearest volcano or any deep hole <laughs> to wait to fall into. <laughs> volcano. Just, just kill it's the gnomes. It's a gnome. Burn it. Okay, so the person who um, said you have a good embrace it, the op responded, I would have... I would have it better if I could communicate with the damn thing right now. It's just being a dick. Like, this sounds like a fun little setup to a story. You know what I mean? It is. It sounds like something I would have written in Aaron Apprentice. The gnomes won't leave me alone. Uh, the person who suggested kick its fucking face off, the guy responded, I would if I could get a good goddamn look at it. No idea what <laughs> I would do if I made it mad somehow. Um, okay, here we go. To the gnome poster, he replied, that could work. There's a well up the road, the Walnut Grove, where I found it. Or it found me. Okay. Interesting. So one of them immediately wants to waifu it and says, Anon, you must breed the fox spirit into submission. No, God. <laughs> but it's not the fucking thing. At, what was that anime about the fox? The, no, that was the wolf. Spice and wolf. That's what I'm thinking of. Hey, yeah. It's well, not it's, that is what I'm saying. I know. So the op is responding. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anybody got a way to produce or contain nature energy? I bet if I give this bad boy a battery to feed from, it'll leave my emotional energy alone, removing its incentive to be an asshole. <laughs> like, this you know, just sounds fun. Like, I, I think this kind of wholesome. Yeah, no, this is the least cringy thing you've read in a while. But do you know what I think it is? It's uh, red from Animal Crossing. <laughs> He's trying to sell him shit. He's he's selling shady sh- shit to him, is what it right. is. Uh, it sounds mischievous and vaguely malevolent. I don't think it will ever hurt you, but will probably continue to fuck with you for its own amusement. It's probably not particularly attached to you emotionally. It just views you as a practically bottomless wellspring of energy and entertainment. Not your friend, more like a tick. If you give it the boot personally... Oh, I'd give it the boot personally, but if you want to try to befriend it, there's a small possibility it'd be open to that. Again, this just sounds like the setup to a very cute story. Yeah, it does. What if it's a Korok? <laughs> uh, okay, the, the response to this post uh, is from the op. Sounds about right. Might hit the old corn cob again and zone out, spread my mind out, and try to get a feel for it. I'm hoping for some kind of communication if I'm lucky, but I'll probably just get a read on its emotional state. Just might have to try to find another way of keeping it entertained or to get some way to feed it so it doesn't feed off of me. Worst case, I deal with its chicanery for a couple more days, then banish it. Like, I love this. Again, what's in the corn cob pipe, my friend? 
right? But no, this oh. is this is a fun one. This is, I like this. It's uh, Someone said safe, and if it doesn't work, then you should try banishing spells. Uh, Huli Jing or Kitsune are spiritual teachers or leechers. I'm sorry, spiritual leechers yeah. like Succubi. Worthless abominations, but they exist nonetheless. They are Fuck. attracted to intelligent people and like to feed on their energy. Um, try to get rid of this thing before it. your life goes down the toilet. You know what my suggestion is? Mm-hmm. Mind bullets. Mind right. bullets. That's how you get rid of a tulpa. <laughs> you can use those, which is essentially just going, go away. <laughs> go away. Okay, update on the thing. I couldn't smoke to expand my awareness to try and see it uh, yesterday because it hid my enchanted lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, but is it is it a big lighter? I have no idea. What the fuck? There's it's like every time we go uh, back, there's more shit that like begs for the questions. It's like an onion, just layers. Um, here, here's a reply. Tell Kitsune Watashi wa Orokade Mamishi Otonokoro Desu. It's a traditional Japanese charm. It's it it. Mm. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I'm just, I'm curious. Okay, now there's a picture of the corncob pipe with some rice (laughs) in his lighter, and it says, time to commune. (laughs) I love OP on this one. Not going to lie. Anon goes, are you going to cook the rice? And the person replies, probably should. What's he got to do? Just shove a handful of uncooked rice down his... Cavernous La- laughing my ass off. I hope she likes the uncooked brown rice sandwich. Oh my god. <laughs> Taking a break to reload. Here's what I got so far. Its presence hung ar- out around the cup of uncooked rice. At least then it let me reach some mental feelers. It isn't a fox, it's a coyote. Ooh. Finally it's, it's started communicating. Mm-hmm. Finally started communicating back, mostly vague feelings of confusion and disappointment. Went back inside and dumped the rice, got a better idea for an offering, lit a cigarette for it, and set it out of sight after taking the first puff from the Great Spirit, as natives would have done. That seems to like it much better. Um, pick relate, I'm going to get myself another bowl. So then there's a picture of a bowl or a little baby food jar with like a lit cigarette sticking out of it. What the fuck is this? Oh, oh there's even more. <laughs> um, so people are asking the op for updates. Here's his response. Uh, this has been a long one, but this has been fascinating. Okay, and this is like the last uh, post here. It went pretty well. All out there, lighting my pipe as its presence growing stronger as the cigarette burns. I started passing over thoughts of the old home place, hearing the walnut grove where I found it. I get a sense of homesickness and longing. I passed that thought through other places I'd seen there of crags and okay is this fucking Wordsworth here of crags and glades and old equipment with trees growing through it I get feelings of loneliness and return and flashes what I think is the past when the woodland wasn't there probably around when the place was set up by my great great grandfather I try a few words in Swedish which would have been his tongue I don't know if you'd call it nostalgia but I got that feeling you when you remember the past not in a rose-titted kind of way um i cut off here and got another cigarette from inside for it so he's just smoking with this fucking forest spirit he's smoking (laughs) with a ghost coyote 
when I settled back in, its presence was much more defined. Reaching out to it, I could see details, the face, the fur, even the color. I experimented with a few more thoughts on the grove, got back to the same kinds of feelings as before. I then fell into a vision of burning prairie facing east away from sunset. The smoke and haze, the smell, the wind blowing from behind. Just sat by and took everything, eventually coming to with my pipe empty and the second cigarette burned to ash. It's still out on the balcony. I'm finding it really easy to detect its presence on the location now, rather than it skipping around like it used to. Wow. This is great. Remember, kids, don't do too many drugs. Or at least don't do them in the corncob pipe. Sure. I, you know, there's something about a corncob pipe where I'm just like, it's a 21st century. Maybe don't smoke a corncob pipe. Like, it's a corncob pipe, but a very, like, nice-looking lighter. Like, modern lighter. Like, if you're going to go there's... with a corncob pipe, use matches or something. I okay, don't know. so there's a dude we knew. They got a corncob pipe from the pipe store near our store. And I have a feeling they get you to get a corncob pipe if they think you're a douchebag. <sighs> I feel like it's an embarrassment thing. But anyway, that's a great story, actually. That was very write, fun. I would like to write a story about that. And if I wrote the right kind of story, of course it would turn into a girl, and it would turn into an anime. So <clears throat> so we got a question this week, guys. Ooh. From Man in Black. Man in Black says, Almost finished watching Hellier. And as mm. I like to say, Hellier! And my question is, since you three started delving into the supernatural and stuff like that, have you had any strange things like what has happened in Hellier? Which, I'm guessing he means like the synchronicities and mm-hmm. just weird shit like that. Yeah. Um, so, Holly and I have been seeing balloons a lot more. Like, in weird places. I, I, oh, like the, okay, kind of like the star balloon? Yeah, like the, those kind of metal balloons. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we've just been kind of like seeing them in weird places. Not as much. We haven't watched Hellier in a while, but every time right. we watch Hellier, we're just more pr- uh, aware of balloons in the area, and it's weird how they show up. Right. Mike, hmm. you? No. <laughs> I, I don't think not. Mike's watched Hellier. Have you watched Hellier? No. No, but if, like, since you started doing the podcast, have you um, had any synchronistic stuff? Like bizarre things. No, not really. <laughs> okay. I've had a lot of synchronicities in that, like, I'll pick a topic, and then I'll start seeing stuff about that topic online that's mm-hmm. unrelated to my research. Like, it'll pop up in, like, a news feed or something. Or, or uh, like, when we'll do an episode, and then, like, last podcast on the left, a couple weeks later, we'll do their episode on that. And we just Yeah, see, I'm still wondering if they're listening and going, do that one. <laughs> but or is it just coincidence and it's like in the zeitgeist right now and mm-hmm. we're just kind of picking up on it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. I'm still waiting to see if they do one about the uh the, the sanatorium mm. soon. So and also Kick Astron asked if we have ever looked into the mysterious handprint of the Carbon County Jail. Which, no. no. No, we have not. But it's something we may look into. Yeah. We may do like a collection of small mysteries at some point in the future. 
There you go. So, that being said, I got one last thing I'm going to do, of course. Uh, it is time for your Weekend Weird reading from the Principia Discordia. Today, we are reading from, hell, I don't even know what page it is. It doesn't have a page number on this one. But, for your enlightenment, The Parable of the Bitter Tea by Reverend Dr. Hippocrate. Uh, let me start that over. By Reverend Dr. Hippocrates Mag- Magoon, P.P., P.O.E.E., Priest, Okinawa Cabal. So, <clears throat> when Hypoc was through meditating when, with St. Gulick, which, brief interruption, remember that St. Gulick is, in fact, a cockroach. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. when Hypoc was through meditating with St. Gulick, he went there into the kitchen where he busied himself with preparing the feast, and in his endeavor he found that there was some old tea in a pan left standing from the night before when he had had in his weakness forgot about its making and had let it sit steeping for 24 hours. It was dark and murky, and it was Hippoc's intention to use the old tea by diluting it with water, and again in his weakness chose without further consideration and plunged into the physical labor of the preparations. It was then, when deeply immersed in the pleasure of that trip, he had a sudden loud, clear voice in his head saying, It is bitter tea that involves you. Hippoc heard the voice, but the struggle inside intensified, and the pattern previously established with the physical laboring and the muscle uh, messages coordinated and unified, or perhaps coded, continued to exert their influence, and Hippoc succumbed to the pressure, and he denied the voice. And again, he plunged into the physical orgy and completed the task. And lo, as the voice had predicted, the tea was bitter. <laughs> the five laws have root in awareness. Che Fung. There you have it. It's a whatever. <laughs> that's that's a thing. And it's I read an interview with a guy that wrote that particular parable. And he talked about all the meaning that actually went into it. And I read it and I just went, that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> and then I found out he was like smoking a lot of hash when he wrote it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so there's your reading from the Principia Discordia for the week. So before we close out, David, have you got anything you want to plug? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and um, drop that I am going to be joining Blue Sky Uh social as a second social media thing i'm primarily going to be on uh mastodon still the fediverse but like as far as blue sky goes i'm going to create like a central account for all my updates and stuff i haven't made the account yet because i just got the invite today but i'll drop it on sunday that way you can follow me for updates if you're on blue sky yeah awesome Mike, have you got anything you want to plug or anything you want to draw attention to no but i have read a little more about poop plane Oh, no. And apparently from so the, the plane was two hours out when the, uh, oh, the pooping happened. So that means <laughs> they flew out two hours and then turned around and had to fly back two hours. Oh, that's four Jesus. hours of shit. And then apparently had to wait eight hours while the plane was cleaned and sanitized. So Jeez. on top of the second try at going all the way to Barcelona... They had, but they had a twelve hours, twelve hour ordeal of, of pooping. Poop 
My God. Well, thanks for that. Let's th- yeah, the, I, I forgot I had another tab open with that with a similar story from a different outlet that included new new details. Amazing. The only other detail that they included was that the the poop the sharder in fact Shut lived up. and did not die oh thank god okay seriously thank god that's good so all right and my only plug is we've got a patreon it we first off we love doing this show and we will continue to do this show but if you would like to do like us to help us do this show more and more in-depth research where we have time to do that consider joining the patreon at one of the tiers We'll actually add a lower tier if you just feel like chucking a dollar at us a month. But, uh, you know, anything you want to donate is always appreciated, and we've got bonus crap, and we may put together, like, a special tier where we send you physical rewards from us particularly. One beaver nugget per envelope. One beaver <laughs> nugget and a ribbon. Like, I do drawings and shit. I could draw yeah. and shit. So. Absolutely. I could draw stuff, too. It won't look pretty, but I can draw stuff. Mike, you should draw stuff. Mm, no, thanks. Draw blood. So, anyway, that's all I got. And uh, so, if you want to learn more about the show or let us know what you think about it, you can contact us and find all kinds of fun stuff at supernatpod.rocks. That is supernatpod.rocks. You'll find links to the Discord, our Patreon, our YouTube channel, and all kinds of fun, fun stuff. So head over there when you feel like it. So, that being said, we will see you next week for for another fun topic. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. Nighty night. Back to Starfield for me. I'm going to poop in an airplane. Actually, I'm gonna name my. Uh, I'm gonna put wings on my toilet and call it the poop plane. <laughs> the diarrhea zephyr. Oh my god! The flying throne. <laughs>